Welcome to Pill Talk Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Bartu Wilson, coming to you guys with um, my special guest, Chris Vazo, who's a pre- who is a pharmacist and going to teach you guys a little bit about finances so you can get your finances in order and everything coming from Florida today. So thank you, Chris, for being on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. No problem. Um, so let's jump into it, uh, to your background a little bit. Uh, you said you are a pharmacist and you've been a pharmacist for 30 years. Um, what made you choose this career or what's a little bit of background? Yeah. What made you choose this career? Okay. So, uh, I came from, uh, Cyprus. I'm a Greek, uh, of a Greek nationality. I came to the States in 1978, I'm sorry, 1981. And, uh, at the time, uh, coming from a small island, uh, the biggest uh, subject uh, or major, if you want to say, was uh, computer science. And uh, when I realized that uh, most of my compatriots were all going for computer science, I realized that uh, I think we're all going to be on the unemployment line <laughs> if I don't choose a different profession. I never thought of, a, to be honest, I never thought of a pharma- being a pharmacist. It was so you know I came from a construction family. My mother was a seamstress. My father in construction, so we really didn't have any you know money or any connection as to what profession I should do. So to them, it was just go get an education, do something good for yourself. And um, I started working in uh, restaurants, you know, washing dishes and do all anything and I had to do to earn money and you know pay my rent and start paying my uh, school. I started going to Queens College for, uh, to learn the language first. So during that time, I, I met a, a pharmacist student. So I went to the St. John's University with him. And I, you know, he was talking to his uh, advisor. Then after they finished, she looked at me and she says, so, so what are you going to do with your life? So I said to her, I really don't know. I mean, I'm in between. I can't do, I, I, I don't know right now. I, so she gave me a, a speech that she was so passionate about it. It just opened my eyes. And since that time, I, it's been 30 years, what a ride, let me tell you. She influenced my life in <laughs> the most positive way anybody could do. So I love every single day of being a pharmacist. There's not, haven't been one day that I never liked my profession. There are other factors that might come into play, that came into play, but being a pharmacist, it's the pleasure of my life. Nice, nice, nice. That's a really good story right there. Really inspirational that that one person was able to like change it, change your trajectory in life and get you to where you are now. So that's really good, right. bro. What's up, everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Bartu Wilson. I'm a pharmacist that was featured in one of the most prestigious publications. Marquis Who's Who in 2021 as a top medical professional of the world because of my impact through medication therapy management, outreach programs, and networking. I started my own podcast, Pill Talk Podcast, to sit down and talk with other top medical professionals about their journey. Some of the topics that we cover in our conversations are their career path choice, education level needed to practice in their career field, and most importantly, how they're impacting the lives of the patients that they see daily. So, 
I would like for you to join me every Monday at 6 p.m. as I release new episodes so you can learn about the different medical fields from the top professionals themselves. I just want to let you know that Pill Talk Podcast is just not a podcast, it's your medicine. The daily dose you need to educate, motivate, and aspire to live at your full potential. So become an empowered leader and start to dream bigger with Pill Talk Podcast. So, I want you to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel and support the podcast by becoming an active listener and purchasing some merchandise. Thank you. Um, so in the pharmacy field, are you practicing retail, you hospital, which area were you in? During my, uh, uh, my years in school, the last year, back in the, uh, when I graduated in 1989, uh, we were the last class of a uh, five-year program. Mm -hmm. the, the class was coming in 1990, was the beginning of the six-year program. So uh, fortunately for us, it was only one semester to do the uh, uh, clinical, to go out on the field and see which area you might be interested in working. So we had choices, the three choices we had, one month in hospital, one month in retail setting, and the third month, it was like a specialty, mostly in the hospital. Uh, so two months in the hospital, one month in retail setting. Um, because I think I work in the restaurant business to earn, to earn money, to pay my tuition, I became a very, uh, I became a people's person. I like people. I'm very compassionate about helping people. And I think that drive got me to be more geared into the, retail setting and once I made that decision it was uh, no turning back and and the rest is history I've been in a retailer for 30 years and love life every day oh that's what's up yeah I'm in retail as well myself and you definitely have to have like a people person personality because you're so, dealing with so many different people every day from correct. kids to the elderly um it almost feels like you're part of the family when you work the retail, you know. So exactly. Uh, you went from working the retail to like owning the actual pharmacy, right? Right. So I started working when I came out of uh, when I graduated. Uh, uh, I realized that uh, the chain drugstores it was not an avenue that I wanted to uh, go down. Uh, so I started working. Uh, three different independents, 20 hours each. So I was working 60 hours a week, three different independents. And in New York, there are a lot of independents. So back in the day, it was able, you were able to do part-time uh, different drugstores. And after two weeks, one of the owners uh, liked me a lot, my work ethic. And, you know, I cleaned up the pharmacy. The pharmacy was really old. So I cleaned it up and uh, he liked me. So he ended up getting rid of his full-time pharmacist. And he gave me a full-time position at 56 hours a week. So that, I stayed with him. And, you know, he let me pretty much run the pharmacy for him. I doubled his business within the, within the first, I would say, two years. He was, you know, older gentleman. Wasn't really a lot of energy into the place. But me being me, and I brought in a lot of laughter into the pharmacy, a lot of, a lot of compassion. And we started to helping people a lot. And the word got out, you know, we... Uh, Pharmacy was in a little town in uh, Long Island called Bayshore. And um, people, the word got out that there's somebody that actually cared about people. 
And, you know, New Yorkers are very compassionate people. They are rowdy and sometimes, but they're very compassionate and very loyal. So once you're able to get on their good side, you're their hero. And I was blessed. I stayed in that neighborhood for, uh, from 1991 to 2008. So 17 years, I was, uh, I was their, their go-to guy. And I helped thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, clients, uh, families, three, four generations, their kids, their grandkids, all coming to the same pharmacy. Uh, and it was really a pleasure going to work. I was working 14 hours a day. I, I worked all the hours, 72 hours a week that the pharmacy was open for at least uh, 12 to 14 years. So I put a lot of time and energy into it, but it was, it, it's when you're having fun, when, when the environment that you create, it's fun. You don't mind working long hours because you see what your result is. We, as pharmacists, we go to, school for two reasons. Number one, because we're compassionate about helping people. And number two, obviously, we want to get compensated. Well, the compensation, it's, it goes on the, on the, it becomes like a second. You're, we're not trained to look at money all the time. We're trained to look, how do I take care of this person, their, their family, their, you know, their, their pain and whatever needs they have. And that becomes a priority. And I think that's why we're very, but the number one trustworthy trust uh, profession, and there is a reason for it. People people trust us. Yes, yes, yes. Man, you just hit on a couple of things. Um, like one is uh, creating a great workspace, right? Because we do be like we do uh, work in that area, and it's a small confined area for long periods of time, 12, 13 hours a day, and making sure that one the environment is good and safe. Uh, two, having a strong um, team with you that's as compassionate as you are with making sure that the people that comes into the pharmacy are taken care of. And uh, number three is just being able to like, like you say, go back to being like a people person and having that, um, that love for what you do from what you're saying, 27 years, one place, and you turned it around Within two years, you doubled the the growth of the company. That says a lot about you, a lot about how you gave to that community, and they started to come back and give give to you. Yeah, well, as as a pharmacist, you always one thing I learned coming from my background, poor family. You know, we struggle, but my parents always make sure that we have the bare the, the necessities. We don't have luxury. But we had the necessity. So that taught me to be able to see people who, who they are, go to their level. It doesn't, your education is irrelevant at this point. Your education, our education is, they need our help. They're walking into the, the store and they're looking at you and they say, okay, my God, there's a professional here, there's a pharmacist, please help me. And this is where we, have to understand that if we don't go to their level and understand, put yourself in their shoes, being sick, being you know depressed or whatever the situation you are walking in and asking somebody, please help me. If you cannot relate to that, you will fail as a pharmacist. And another thing that I did, I always, the same way that I treated my customers, I treated my own employees. 
When I opened the pharmacy on my own by 1996, I hired 14 people. And I retired in 2008, I sold the pharmacy and all 14 people stayed there with me. Nobody left, nobody, nobody quit, nobody. And, and loyal, loyal like you won't believe. You cannot find, I try to do the same thing in Florida, totally different state, totally different atmosphere. But I was blessed. I was blessed and I count my blessings every single day. Those employees became my family. My customers became my family. Everybody had my cell phone. So the, the, no matter what time it was, I was going to go help them. And that's what is missing now. Sometimes, you know, you, you cannot do that when you work for a, either a hospital or a, a retail store or a chain drugstore. Yeah. That's one thing that I try to implement at my store. Um, is like the family feel. Like I tell all my technicians, hey, you gotta treat everybody like your favorite cousin when they come in here. Yep. Like you you happy to see them. Um, you wanna make sure that you can help them in any way possible because it's gonna be times where things are rough back here or we're understaffed or short staffed or something happens. And if you treat that person like a family member, they'd be more compassionate and understanding like, okay, I see that you guys are backed up. My prescription isn't ready yet. I won't mind sitting and waiting the extra five to 10 minutes because I know that you guys are doing everything that you can actually get me out of the store faster with what I need. Or if the medicine is not there or the delivery hasn't come yet, they will like, okay, I understand. I know that when they do get here, you guys will prepare my medication and give me the phone call. And like that right there has helped us so much because when I first got to my store, just my story, um, it was a lot of floaters. So nobody really was able to like sit down and like make a connection with the um, community. So when I first got there, it was a lot of pushback. They were like, you're not gonna be here long. Like what's going on? There's a lot of transitions in the store. And now when they come in, they were like, man, I'm so happy that you've come to this store because things have like did a 180, a whole, 360 like a whole turnaround and like that's one thing that I'm proud of at my store and just having that compassion that people personality to make those changes and you know also to add to that you know um when I moved to Florida in 2008 and you know pretty much I retired at the time because I took care of my finances what I'm trying to you know help pharmacists right now try to organize them and show them Hey, there is a, you know, there is a way to get out of the, the debt and stop your savings. So I did that planning and that's why I'm passionate about also helping fellow pharmacists. But uh, I opened another pharmacy in Jupiter and I was always also successful because again, the same mentality, you take care of the customers, your employees and your family, everybody's your, but when I, um, unfortunately I got sick with uh, leukemia in 2012. And I was uh, dying pretty much within three months. So I went from 250 pounds to down to 149 for a short period of, within a short period of time. So I ended up going to MD Anderson. That's another story altogether, but they saved me. And what that taught me is I realized how much people actually care about me. A lot of times as pharmacists, we always feel like, oh, we just, we just counting pills. We're just labeling bottles and you don't, a lot of a lot of times, a, a big majority of the people they don't have that, you know, that to give you a little bit of a hey, thank you for helping me out. But when something bad, God forbid, something happens to you, the support that I received, 
from my store in Long Island and from the one in Jupiter, I tell people the story and they look at me like, what? People were actually paying my ticket to go to Houston to get treated out of their own money. So, you know, just when you think that you just, you know, doing uh, your normal stuff, you're doing your job, you have a lot of value, a lot of people looking up to you. I, I left, I worked for CVS for maybe two years after I got sick and I sold my business. And I left and it's been four years. They're still thinking that I'm going back to you. So it's, you know, people, they look at you because I know the CVS that I work is close to my house. So they, they see me and I said, when are you coming back? It's been four years. You think they, 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 you think they say, oh, you know what? He's not coming back. They still look at you. That's, that's the biggest reward as a person I could receive, as a professional I could receive, that people actually see you and they say, you know what? In, in New York, I, I don't think I went to a restaurant and I ever paid because some customer was going to be and they'll pick up my tab. That's a professional that it's just verifies you and it gives you motivation to go back the next day and do even better. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it happens, I don't think there's a better feeling in the world. Yes, sir. That, that's amazing. Um, what's up, everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Bartu Wilson, the host of Pill Talk Podcast. Well, Pill Talk, we are empowering the next generation of medical providers and professionals. Through my conversations with other top medical providers, my audience get an inside look at what it takes to make it to their level and how they're providing excellent service for their patients. If you're pursuing a career in the medical field, join me on Pill Talk to get inspired by empowered leaders. Empowering the next generation of leaders in the medical field. We are the leaders of tomorrow. We are the leaders of now. So join me every Monday at 6 p.m. as I release a new episode talking with empowered leaders who want to share advice, coach, and network with you. So become an empowered leader with Pill Talk Podcast. Pill Talk Podcast is not just your regular podcast. It's your medicine. The daily dose you need to educate, motivate, and aspire to live at your full potential. So... Come on down and become an empowered leader and start to dream bigger with Pill Talk. And while I got your attention, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel and support the podcast by becoming an active listener. And if you like becoming an empowered leader, by switch subjects a little bit and talk about some of the products and um, things that you have to help pharmacists get their finance in order. So yep. if you won't mind, Chris, can you speak a little bit about that, please? Yes. So um, because of uh, my experience and because of what I follow this process for 30 years and the process, you know, when, when I first started meeting with financial advisors, when I came out of school, obviously I wasn't in the financial position. We had some small loans, me and my wife are both pharmacists. So we figured at the time, let's talk to somebody professional. They don't teach you that in pharmacy school, obviously. So we needed to to get an idea of what, how the finances work in this country. And, and, and let me tell you something, I spoke to three or four people and I choose the one that right now it's the company that I work for and it became family to me. And the reason that I like them is it's because you show me how to use money, but also organizing. I think when 
the number one thing that I provide to my clients is organization. You have to understand where we are today. Okay, once we get organized and understand this is my problem, this is what I have, we organize it and then we create a plan to solve the problems that we have. It could, not only financially, but also professional. You know, we'll talk about my clients and this is why I'm specializing in pharmacists because I, they could come to me and say, Chris, I had a bad day yesterday. And now we understand exactly, and I know exactly what they're talking about versus talking to a, maybe a pilot or an engineer that I don't know what their days look like. So the fact is that I understand what their professional careers are. I'm able to, to offer them this plan that, okay, let me get you organized. Let me get you your cash flow. Let's see your cash flow is. Let me take care of emergency fund. Then we'll look at your debt, okay? And see how we're gonna pay the massive amounts of student debt that you have. You might have credit cards because of that, but there is ways. There is nothing. I was talking to a client last week in, in California. He has $378,000 student loan and he's, he's ready to give up six months after graduation. So I, I created a plan for him. I said, yeah, it's gonna take us some time to pay, but don't lose the fact that you know, you're a professional and this is what you went to school for that you enjoy life. Don't allow the, the, the finances ruin it for you. And after we, you know, we talked about three or four meetings, now he understands what he has to do. And the, and the debt is gonna get, and his house is gonna get. There are always ways that you could tackle problems like that. Yes. Um, one of the things you said was the number one thing that you do for your client is organizing their uh, balance sheet. And how do you do that? Okay, so the, the first thing I do after we have the conversation and they show interest, I'll send, I'll email them a one page monthly budget. It starts from your day to day week to week, month to month. And, and believe it or not, a lot of the people, a high percentage of people, they never done that exercise. It's a great exercise. You just write down the amount of income goes into your bank account. You subtract all your expenses and let's see what's left at the end. It's a simple exercise. Why do I do that? It's very simple. When you write things down, things start to make more sense. I was talking to a young lady uh, last week and she wrote things down and then, you know, we, I'm going through the list, not to be nosy, but just to make aware of, hey, okay, where's your money going? And she was, she had an, a, a gym membership at uh, $75 a month, which I thought it was high, but I figured, hey, Maria, you know, how do you like going to the gym? I didn't say, you know, why are you spending the money? I said, how do you like going to the gym? And she goes, Chris, I haven't gone to the gym in six years, but yet you're paying $75 a month. She goes, I didn't realize that because I had it on auto pay. So just the fact that we did the simple exercise, it benefited just as much me than now, now I understand where her money is going. But she figured out she had another membership for a massage. She's been paying for three years. So those two things just saved her $150. Then the question becomes, what do we do with $150 that now you don't have to spend anymore? Do we apply it towards your student loans? Do we apply it, create a savings account? 
it's a conversation that everybody is different. So, and I'm open to that. I don't push any products. Where you put your savings to me, products is not the most important thing. Your savings is the most important thing. If you want to put it in a bucket, put them in a bucket. You want to invest them in cryptocurrency, go right ahead. I could advise you, but I would never prohibit you from doing what you want to do. Yes, I understand that. Um, so uh, you help them create a balance sheet, organize their life, and then do you teach them uh, paying off debt strategies or like what's the next step for you? So the next step, once we created the, the uh, it's one, we're using a platform, it's called LBS, and it's one page balance sheet. It will give you your protection, assets, liability, and cash flow. So when you log in as a client of us, you'll see, you'll see your financial world in one page. And you know where you're doing well, you know where you're not. There is projection of the taxes you're going to pay. So my job is to find ways and look for the loopholes to, to recoup some of the lost money that somebody is spending or money that is leaving their balance sheet, I try to recoup it and put it back. So whenever I do that, whenever we create a recoup of taxes or a recoup of money wasted, that means our cash flow increases. So once we have that, once we understand what the purpose of paying high interest debt first, versus low. I have pharmacies that they pay their student loans, but they have massive credit card debt. They don't, and they say, oh, you know, I'll give the minimum. No, you want to get rid of it. You want to get rid of the high debt. I have pharmacies that they use the 401k as a bank. Oh, I need $5,000. I'm going to borrow from 401k. You don't do that. There is a reason they call them retirement funds. It's for retirement. You cannot tap into the 401k. So my job is to create a plan that any emergencies, first of all, we have liquid funds. Even when you have investments, there's products out there that allows you to tap in for extreme emergencies without the penalty, without the taxes. But it all, everything has to, it's all a relationship with my clients. It's all conversation with my clients. The better I understand my client, the more I could help them. Not only finances, but as a person too. I could advise them through my experience. I could tell them, you know, not necessarily, and one thing I learned from talking to elderly people, elderly people, they don't have anything to gain by lying to a young person. The only thing they want to tell a young person is how to help them. So if you understand that, when you talk to an elderly person, they might not be the CEO, they might not be successful, they might never have been successful in their life, but the advice they're going to give you is going to be what sometimes they wish they have done. So take it for what it is and use it to your advantage. Yes, yes. So if someone wants to get in contact with you uh, to learn more about their finances, getting their finances in order, uh, how can they get in contact with you? Okay, I have a profile on, on LinkedIn. Uh, you could also email me at uh, christos.vasu at afgfl.com or you could just shoot me a quick text at 
Okay, okay. I definitely make sure when this podcast is out that I make sure I pitch your information so that people can get in contact because Chris, you seem like you got a lot of great information to give people in the finance world because I've had a chance to talk to a few financial advisors. And like one of the things that makes you stand out is one, you're in my field. So you actually know how it is to be a pharmacist. And then number two, the information that you're giving out is is like top tier compared to like what other people try to feed you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of the one of the points that I want to make before we we end this conversation is my company and my my process is my my, my way of doing business when it comes to finances. We are process oriented, not product oriented. I'm not going to force any product on you. First, my job is to create cash. Once we create savings, then we could talk what product we're going to place it to grow, have tax advantages so on and so forth. So that's the big difference. And being a, you know, people ask me all the time, what are your fees, right? And I always tell them for pharmacies, part of why I'm doing that, why I'm specializing, is part of me giving back to the profession, okay? I don't charge pharmacies, you know? And it's a long process for me. It's time consuming, but I'm not gonna charge pharmacies. If it was somebody else outside, a different profession, Based on the complexity of the plan, it could be anywhere from 500 to 2,500. It all depends on that. I have I have clients, you know, multimillionaires. They put all their finances in one envelope, send it to me, make me a plan, charge me whatever you want. So, but for pharmacists, I have a special place in my heart. That's why I'm, I I I have to and and also through my own children. You know, my my kids are 27 and 22. And you know, then they don't have the student loans, but I see the gen- I see their generation how they struggle, and I told them I said, you know what, ah, the more people I could help, the better off I will feel. So that's my goal in life, just to whatever is left, because I don't know with leukemia, you never know. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just keep on doing every day whatever I can. Man, we really appreciate you. Um helping pharmacists because that is something a great thing that you're doing like not charging them for this service and like you said the service ranges from 500 to 2500 so they're going to get a whole lot out of this program out of your process because like you said you're not selling a product you're selling a process a mind change for them to change their pockets you know or their finances so Chris, I really appreciate you. Oh, just in case uh, we missed it, let everybody know what company you work for again. Oh, the uh, company, I'm a guardian, a life insurance agent, but the uh, company that I work for in Florida is called Alliance Financial Group for licensing reason. So the company is one of the best ever, but again, we're not about their company's product. I'm not about, I'm an agent because I have to be licensed in order for me to even talk to other pharmacists about financial, uh, any, any finances, I have to be licensed. So I have to have a company, but I'm not promoting Guardian's products in any way. I'm, all I know, all I want to do is what's good for my client. If my client, I have plenty of clients, they'll come in, we'll do the financial planning and they're okay. They don't need anything or, or they don't have any cash flow. So I'm not going to push products on them. Only when I create cash flow, I will start talking about where do we put the money 
to benefit you long-term, short-term, based on their goals and their dreams. All right. Well, Chris, again, thank you for coming on Pill Talk Podcast. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come, uh, to come talk with me, to share some light on how pharmacists and other people can get their finances in order and telling us your story, how you became a pharmacist and so compassionate and made an impact in the people's life that you helped serve. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. You do the same.